Welcome to the You on the Camino podcast for and about first-time pilgrims on the Camino de Santiago in Spain with your host, guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. In preparing for this episode, I've been thinking a lot about the experience of walking the Camino. I've been imagining you, me, on the Camino, having whatever experience we're having. I've also been observing pilgrims a lot this year, and I've concluded that there is no one Camino experience. Hi, this is Nancy, and in this episode of the You on the Camino podcast, I want to talk about that Camino experience. And I want to see if I can bring together all the steps on the Camino planning roadmap that I've talked about so far in this season and come to a point where we can answer the question of how much does it cost to walk the Camino, which we will do in this episode. With the Camino planning roadmap, we've looked at such questions as why walk the Camino? When is the best time to walk the Camino? How long does it take or how long do you want to spend? Which route will you walk and where on that route will you start? With whom will you walk the Camino? And where will you sleep and eat? You may have noticed that I haven't answered any of these questions directly. Rather, I've proposed some things for you to think about as you plan and prepare for your own unique Camino journey. Is there a right way to do the Camino? Some say yes. In order to be a true pilgrim, do you have to do the Camino in a certain way? Again, some say yes. What do you say? I've been pondering these questions, especially this year, as the Camino comes back to life after being effectively shut down for two years during the coronavirus pandemic. Record numbers of pilgrims have been on the Camino routes this year, with the number of pilgrims receiving the Compostela in Santiago surpassing the number from 2019 by more than 77,000. That's more than 425,000 Compostelas, and the year isn't over yet. Add to those numbers all those pilgrims who walked the Camino routes and either didn't reach Santiago or arrived into Santiago and didn't register to receive the Compostela. And you have many, many Camino experiences going on. These pilgrims walked at different times of the year, some for days and others for weeks or months. They walked different routes and started in different places along those routes. They walked on their own, with friends or family, or with groups of strangers or not strangers. And they slept in albergues, churches, and monasteries, and in hotels, guest houses, apartments, and people's homes. And perhaps most significantly, they walked for different reasons, often intensely personal or deeply spiritual or religious reasons. Some walked for the adventure, some for the food and wine, and some for the physical challenge. 
many needed to get out and figuratively stretch their legs after a couple years of pandemic lockdown. Others needed a break from the routine of life at home so they could literally and metaphorically seek out new horizons for their lives. For many pilgrims, walking the Camino was a true pilgrimage. In episode two, I shared a description of what pilgrimage is from San Francisco author Phil Cousineau's book, The Art of Pilgrimage. He used words like a transformative journey to a sacred center, a spiritual exercise, an act of devotion, a penance, a journey of risk and renewal. He summed it up by saying, making a pilgrimage is a way to prove your faith and find answers to your deepest questions. What will walking the Camino be for you? And here's an interesting question. How does the amount you spend for your pilgrimage influence or even determine the experience you will have on the Camino? Or from another perspective, think of the experience you want. How much will that cost? The costs on the Camino are what they are, and in episode 14 and 15, I shared with you what I paid for food and accommodations on the Camino Frances in 2022. That second question, though, how much will the experience you want cost, is meant to suggest that you can spend however much or little you want on the Camino in order to have the experience you want. Your on-the-ground Camino expenses are largely made up of two categories, where you sleep and where you eat. When people ask how much does it cost to do the Camino, I think this is usually what they're asking about. So I'm going to talk about those expenses first. Then I will look at how much your travel expenses might be to get to the Camino and to your starting point, and then back home again. And finally, I will talk about those expenses that come before you get on the plane or train to go to the Camino, what I call preparation costs or pre-travel expenses. There is a fair amount of detail coming your way in the next bunch of minutes, so you may want to have handy a pen and paper to make some notes. Also, I've put together a few sample budgets for you. The link to those is in the notes, and you may want to have that open as we go along. When you look at the sample budgets, you'll notice that in order to put together your Camino budget, you'll need to know a few things. For example, you'll need to know how many days you expect to be on the Camino, how many days you want at your starting and ending points, and if you will continue on to Fistera or Mushia after you reach Santiago. There are a few other things you'll need to know, and I will walk you through those. Before I jump into the specifics, let me be sure to mention that prices are subject to change, usually in an upward direction. When I quote prices for the different expense categories, Keep in mind that these are only estimates to get you started on the budgeting process, and you will need to do some more research to get the real or actual numbers together. 
Also, with just a couple exceptions, I'm going to be quoting prices in US dollars and euros, which are about on parity, dollar for euro, at the time I'm recording this. So if you don't use one of those two currencies, you may want to have handy your favorite currency conversion app, so the numbers are more meaningful to you. And as in previous episodes, I will be focusing on the Camino Frances when I estimate expenses. So also be prepared to adjust your figures for your chosen route. Shall we get started? We'll start with your daily on-the-ground costs. And I'll start by listing all the different costs you may encounter. Your biggest daily expense categories will be food and accommodations. You will also have to pay for laundry if you don't want to hand wash everything the whole time. Many pilgrims choose to use the luggage transport services available along the way. So if that's you, that expense will need to go into the budget. Other potential costs fall into the miscellaneous or incidental category. Those would be things like refilling your toiletries, replacing lost items, or buying something you forgot to bring from home. I would also put in this category the occasional taxi or bus ride, plus any fees you pay to get into churches, cathedrals, museums, or other attractions. And one last thing, if you need to get your credencial or pilgrim's passport when you reach the Camino, and if you would like to buy a cardboard tube in Santiago to protect your Compostela, those items would fall into the miscellaneous category. What you may notice about the miscellaneous category is these are things that don't occur every day. So they're a little harder to estimate, but we're going to put a dollar amount in there for those. Another potential expense is souvenirs or mementos, which you may choose to buy at the end when you reach Santiago, so you don't have to carry them the whole way. Let's get into the details on accommodations first. In episode 14, I shared with you the costs I saw in 2022 for the different types of accommodations. There is definitely a wide range of costs out there, and they vary throughout the Camino with seemingly no logic. As an example, the least I paid this year for a private room was 25 euros for a room with a shared bathroom in a pension in the city of Leon which is one of the largest cities on the Frances route. That was the least I paid. The most I paid was 85 euros for a hotel room in Roncesvalles, which is so small it doesn't really even qualify as a town. That was at the Hotel Roncesvalles the night after I crossed the Pyrenees from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port. Most of my private rooms were in the 45 to 50 euro a night range, And that was true whether the rooms were in an albergue, a pension, or an hostal. I paid a bit more when I stayed in a hotel or apartment rental. Now, that was for one person in a room with two beds, or what would be called a double room. If there had been a second person with me, the rate would have been another 5 to 15 euros. With such a wide range of prices, how do we put together a budget? Well, I think we just have to pick a number in the middle of the range for the class of accommodations we want 
and use that figure for the budget. So if you're planning to stay in private rooms, here's what I would suggest. For one person in a private room, I would budget for 35 to 45 euros a night at the low end of the range. In the middle of the range, 60 to 70 euros a night. And at the high end, 80 to 100 euros a night. For two people in a private room, I would budget for 45 to 55 a night at the low end of the range. For the mid-range, I would budget for 70 to 80 euros a night, and at the high end, 100 to 125 euros a night. If you plan to stay in the albergues along the way, you could expect to pay from 7 to 20 euros a night for a bed in a shared dorm. The lower end of that scale will be in the municipal or parochial church-run albergues and the higher end will be in privately owned albergues. That's sleeping. Now let's recap what you could expect to pay for food on the Camino. In episode 15, I detailed out the costs of eating and drinking on the Camino. When all was said and done, I concluded that your food budget would fall into the following ranges. If you'll picnic and cook your own meals, you could eat and drink for around 10 to 15 euros a day. If you'll get breakfast and lunch items at a shop, eat a pilgrim's meal each day, have one coffee and one afternoon beverage, you could expect to spend around 20 to 25 euros a day for your food and drinks. Now, if you didn't want to worry about food costs and wanted to eat and drink whatever you wanted, you would budget for around 30 to 35 euros a day. The next expense category is laundry. If there is a cost to use a washing machine, it will be from 3 to 5 euros a load. A dryer will cost 2 to 4 euros a load. If you expect to supplement your daily hand washing efforts by throwing your clothes into a machine once a week, you may want to budget for 1 euro a day or 7 euros a week for laundry. I know, it hardly seems worth mentioning unless you're staying exclusively in hotels or other places where someone else does your laundry. Then you may want to budget 15 to 20 euros a week or 2 to 3 euros a day for laundry. Our next expense category isn't for everyone, but it definitely will need to go into some budgets, like mine. The luggage transport services have become increasingly popular And if you choose to go this route, you can expect to pay from 8 euros a day from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port to Roncesvalles, 4 euros a day for the final 100 kilometers into Santiago, and 5 euros a day for the rest of the Camino Frances. For budgeting purposes, I use 5 euros a day, and that balances out the higher prices at the beginning and the lower prices at the end of the route. By the way, this is another topic on which you can expect a full episode in Season 2 of this podcast. Next up, those miscellaneous items that are so hard to budget for. If you remember what I mentioned a few minutes ago, these are things like admission to cathedrals and other sites, refilling toiletries and replacing lost items, the occasional taxi or bus ride, 
and your Pilgrim's Credencial. For this category, then, I pick a somewhat random number of five euros a day. I know I won't have miscellaneous expenses every day, so that should cover most of them for the time I'm on the Camino. If you expect to use buses and taxis on your Camino, I would budget for more than five euros a day. Oh, and if you think you want to take advantage of some of the massage opportunities along the Camino, do add that in, but perhaps as its own separate item. It doesn't get much more discretionary than the next category, which is souvenirs. I like to pick up something with a shell or arrow symbol each time I walk, something small and inexpensive. And after so many years coming to the Camino, I don't usually bring back souvenirs for others. So for me, this category doesn't even make the budget. But for you, you may have a long list of people to buy for. Or you may have one special person who will get a nice expensive gift from you when you get home. Whichever is the case, go ahead and budget for what you think is the right amount that you'll need for souvenirs. Let's wrap up this section with a summary of three possible daily expense estimates. And then I will refer you again to the sample budgets on my website by way of the link in the notes for this episode. The following expense estimates include food, beverages, accommodations, laundry, luggage transfer service, and miscellaneous expenses. Scenario number one, 30 euros a day. Here is how you walk the Camino at the low end of the budget scale. Stay at municipal or church-run albergues, picnic during the day and cook your dinner each night, do your laundry by hand, not by machine, maybe a bus ride or two, carry your own backpack, keep a close eye on all of your belongings so nothing has to be replaced. Scenario number two, 50 euros a day. If you have a bit more to spend, you can increase your comfort and convenience factor as follows. Stay at privately run albergues, Upgrade occasionally or even regularly to a private room in a pension or small hotel. Eat at bars and restaurants most of the time. Wash your clothes by hand except for a weekly run in a washing machine. Maybe a taxi or two. Carry your backpack most of the time. And maybe use the luggage transport service for the longer days or those with steep uphill climbs. Scenario number three, 100 euros a day. Stay exclusively in private accommodations with private bathrooms. Eat at restaurants. Machine wash your clothes as needed or use the hotel's laundry service. Use a taxi or bus if needed to jump ahead on the trail. And use the luggage transport service each day. When you think about these scenarios, and when you look at the ones I've put on my website, you'll hopefully notice that you can finesse your budget in many different directions and ways. That's why I raised the question at the beginning of this episode of how much do you want to spend? Food, accommodations, and luggage transport all cost what they cost, but you can choose what to spend your money on. For example, to keep your costs as low as possible, 
I gave you the scenario of staying exclusively in the municipal or church-run albergues. If you can spend a bit more, you could stay in a mix of shared dorms and private rooms in the albergues. Or maybe you have a big budget, but you want to be immersed in the heart of the pilgrim community, sharing meals and sharing space with other pilgrims. In that case, you could budget to stay in hotels part of the time and to stay some nights in the albergues that serve a shared pilgrim meal or have a kitchen you can use to prepare a meal together. You could also use your big budget to pay for the groceries for that meal for everyone or to buy a bottle of nice wine for the table at the end of the day instead of spending it on a hotel room. Your pilgrimage, your budget, your way. Those are some scenarios for the day-to-day expenses. There are many others. In fact, there are as many scenarios as there are pilgrims. But we can't cover them all, so let's go ahead and move on to the next expense category, your travel costs. I love the travel part of traveling, and that starts months before I go anywhere with searching online for my flights, trains, and buses to get me to the Camino. I am a big picture girl who also loves the details, so I could search for travel options all day long. But I will give you the short story on how to estimate your travel expenses. And in a future episode, I'll share some of my tricks for finding the best fares and itineraries. If you're coming from outside of Europe, your biggest travel expense, no doubt, will be your flights to and from your European entry city. If your goal is simply to put together a travel budget, I recommend using the Matrix ITA website or Google Flights to find the best fares between your home airport and the Camino starting and ending points. I like the format of Matrix ITA best, but both sites do essentially the same thing, meaning you can enter your departure and arrival cities and either specific travel dates or a range of dates, and it will give you a seemingly unlimited list of options. For example, I did a search for a round trip or return ticket from San Francisco to Madrid for six weeks in May 2023. The lowest price flights I found ranged from 480 to 688 US dollars, with my ideal dates costing $560. Wait though, Matrix ITA quotes the most basic fares that don't include seat assignments or checked luggage. So for that fare, I would estimate another $100 if I wanted those features. When I'm ready to book my flights, I will explore nearly every option provided to me by the Matrix ITA website. But for now, I know I can budget for around $660 for my flights from home to the Camino and back. The Matrix ITA website also lets you price out what is called open jaw or multi-city itineraries, which means you would fly to one airport and fly home from a different one. For example, you could fly from home to Paris and then return home from Madrid, which makes sense if you'll be walking the Camino Frances. 
One important thing to know about Matrix ITA and Google Flights is that they are search engines only. Once you find an itinerary you like, you would then go to the airline's website to buy the ticket. Now, if you're going to the Camino from within Europe, you too can use the Matrix ITA website to find the best flight fares. You may also want to check a couple of airlines that don't show up on Matrix ITA, like Ryanair and EasyJet. Or you may be able to get to your starting point using only ground transportation, trains, and buses, which I'll talk about next. The next travel expense I need to estimate is how to get from my arrival airport to my starting point on the trail. Public transportation in Europe is fantastic. It works really well to get you from point A to point B, so you can fairly easily work out how to get from your arrival airport to Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port or wherever you'll be starting your walk. For this discussion, I'm going to use, as an example, getting to the start of the Camino Frances. But the thought process is the same for all the other routes and starting points. Because there are so many possible iterations for how to get to Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, and so many variables that could determine your actual cost, I'm going to simplify this and give you some cost estimates based on my research so you can pop those into your budget plan. Once you're ready to book your travel, then you can get into the specifics for your exact itinerary. I'm going to give you two estimates for getting to Saint-Jean from within France and from within Spain. The first estimate is for getting from the Paris airport to Saint-Jean. For that, I would budget for 100 to 150 euros if you'll go by train and 150 to 250 euros if you'll fly from Paris and then get a train or taxi to Saint-Jean. Now let's look at the potential cost to get from Madrid or Barcelona to Saint-Jean. Again, there are dozens of ways to do this, so I will give you an estimate for the most common itinerary for your budgeting purposes. Traveling by train, bus, and taxi from Madrid or Barcelona, you can expect to spend anywhere from 75 to 100 euros to get to Saint-Jean from within Spain. If you will fly from Madrid to Pamplona instead of taking a bus or train, add another 50 euros. Let's move now to the end of your trip. You've walked to Santiago and now need to get back home. I'll start with the example of flying home from Madrid. You can find flights from Santiago to Madrid for as low as around 50 euros or US dollars if you're able to book far in advance. If you prefer to take the train, you could expect to spend anywhere from 45 to 100 euros to get from Santiago to Madrid with the lower fares available the farther in advance you book. If you need to get back to Paris after your walk, one-way flights from Santiago start at around 100 euros and go up from there. To find these fare estimates, I've been using a number of different websites for trains, buses, and taxis for France and Spain. I will put all of these websites in the notes for this episode. Let me sum this up. From your European arrival airport to Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, 
expect to spend anywhere from 75 to 250 euros for some combination of flights, trains, buses, and possibly taxis. There is one more piece of travel to budget for. I sometimes forget about this one, especially if I have a friend or family member who's going to take me to the airport when I leave for my trip and pick me up when I get back. But since I now live nearly two hours from my departure airport, more often I'm taking the airport express bus, which costs 43 US dollars each way. So do be sure to budget for ground transportation if you need it in your home country. Before we move on to the next category of expenses, your pre-Camino expenses, I want to talk about an item that could go in either the travel category or the preparation category, and that is travel insurance. Travel insurance covers many things and is sometimes misunderstood or neglected. I will do an entire episode on this topic in season two, but for now, let me say that I highly recommend budgeting for travel insurance. There are many different policies out there and they cover all kinds of things. Some you need and others you may want. You can get a quote for your specific circumstances and needs on the website squaremouth.com. That link is in the notes. There are so many variables that it will be a complete estimate to put this item in the budget before you do some research. But I will say that you can expect to pay anywhere from 75 to 300 US dollars or euros for travel insurance, depending on what country you live in, the length of your trip, and what you choose to cover. That wraps up the travel expenses category. Now, let's talk about the pre-Camino or preparation costs. Shortly after you decide to walk the Camino, you will start to think about packing for the trip and what gear you will need. Have you ever done a walk like this before? Many pilgrims haven't, so one of the first things they will need to sort out is a backpack. Your backpack will soon become your best friend, or it could become your greatest enemy, so it's worth choosing well and wisely something of high quality that fits you well and feels good on your back for hours at a time. A backpack that meets these requirements will cost anywhere from 100 to 300 US dollars or euros. You may be able to find a secondhand or used backpack for less, although you would probably have fewer options to choose from. I will have an episode for you on how to select the right backpack in the next season of this podcast. Then, since you'll be walking a lot, you will need some good shoes or boots. You could certainly walk in a pair of shoes you already own, like what are called tennis shoes or trainers or sneakers, if those give you the support you need for the varied terrain of your chosen Camino route. It's more likely, though, that you will need to spend some money to get a sturdy or at least sufficient pair of hiking boots. If you need to buy some boots, you could expect to spend anywhere from 100 to 200 US dollars or euros. For some tips on picking out your Camino footwear, check out episode four, which is titled For the Love of Your Feet and Entire Body. 
before you go too much further in your Camino planning, now is a good time to find your passport and be sure the expiration date is still in the future. Specifically, check to be sure that your passport expires at least six months from the date you expect to arrive back in your home country. For example, if you expect to finish your Camino and return home on, say, July 1st, your passport will need to expire after January 1 of the following year. You may hear from some people that the window is three months instead of six, but I wouldn't risk it. I heard two separate stories in 2022 where travelers were challenged by airport employees for passports expiring fewer than six months before the end of their trip. If your passport has expired or will be expiring, or if you don't have a passport, then you will need to add to your list of expenses the cost of getting a new passport. In the U.S., a passport renewal costs $130, and a first-time passport costs $160. A United Kingdom passport will cost you from £75.50 to £95, depending on if you apply online or by paper application and depending on how many pages you want in your passport. These costs, by the way, are for anyone age 16 and older. For under 16, the costs are just a bit lower. The cost of an Australian passport varies depending on how long it's valid, 5 or 10 years, and also on the age of the applicant. A 10-year passport costs 308 Australian dollars. If you're under the age of 16 or age 75 and older, you can get a five-year passport for 155 Australian dollars. I learned these costs with a simple internet search for how much does a US or UK or Australian passport cost? Easy. If you're in another country other than these, it will be easy enough to learn the cost of a passport in your country. One final comment about getting a passport, do this now. Passport agencies got a little backed up with the post-pandemic travel surge, and it may take longer than you'd like to get your passport. Of course, for an additional fee, you can expedite your passport order if you meet certain criteria. I like to avoid fees though, so I will be submitting my passport renewal the moment I get back to the U.S. in December. Next up on the pre-travel prep expenses are your hiking clothes and rain gear. If you aren't already a hiker, you could go completely crazy with these items. Or you could start smart shopping online sales and thrift stores to find some buried treasure. Regardless of your approach, you will need to be sure that you have some high-quality rain gear. The debate rages as to whether that should be a rain poncho or a rain jacket and rain pants. But either way, I would recommend buying the best you can afford. For me, that was a $200 rain jacket that I got on sale for 30% off and some men's rain pants I found on a sale rack for around $50. Ponchos vary in price and effectiveness, so do shop around. The -the top-of-the-line ponchos sell for around 60 U.S. dollars or euros. 
If you prefer to wait until you arrive at your Camino starting point, you will find shops that sell rain gear in the major cities on each route. In the next season of the You on the Camino podcast, I will do a full rundown on the pros and cons of the different rainwear options, but this gives you an idea of how much to budget for. Next up on the gear list are your trekking poles, if you're going to use those. In a future episode, I will talk at length about using poles on the Camino, specifically how to get the most benefit out of them and how not to end up carrying them across Spain. For now, let me say that you could spend a lot or a little on your trekking poles. A lot would be close to $200 or euros for a high-end, feature-rich pair, and a little would be less than $50 or euros. You can also put off this expense for now and get a set of poles when you reach your starting point. In saint jean pied de port you would find a basic pair of poles for 22 euros. The final gear item to budget for is for those who plan to sleep in the dorm rooms in the albergues. Private rooms in hotels, hostales, albergues, and other places come with bed linens, but the albergue bunk beds usually don't. Some albergues may provide disposable sheets, but I find those to be pretty uncomfortable. In any event, If you'll be staying in the dorm rooms, you will need to bring along a sleeping bag or sleep sack. If you don't already have one, plan to spend anywhere from $60 to $100 or euros for a sleep sack and up to $200 or euros for a sleeping bag. In a future episode, I will discuss the pros and cons of these two options as well. But for now, you can add this cost estimate into your budget. That covers the main items you will need to purchase or be sure you have before you depart for your Camino experience. I'll sum it all up for you. A backpack, $100 to $300 or euros. Your walking shoes or boots, $100 to $200. A passport, $100 to $200 pounds or euros. Rain gear, $60 to $200 or euros. Trekking poles, 50 to $200 or euros, or 22 euros if you wait till St. Jean. Sleeping bag or sleep sack, anywhere from 60 to 200 euros or dollars. Altogether, if you needed all of these items, you're looking at spending anywhere from 500 to over $1,000 or euros. Now, these estimates are for buying all new gear. You could also start shopping thrift stores, or you could borrow gear from friends or family. Gear plus travel plus on-the-ground expenses, and you're looking at a wide range of potential budget numbers. To remind you of the resources I've put together for you, there are the sample budgets on my website. In episode 14, I broke down the cost of accommodations, and in episode 15, I gave you the cost of eating and drinking on the Camino. So if you need to refresh, you could revisit those episodes. I have a couple more resources for you, which are also on my website, and they closely mirror episodes 14 and 15. All of these links are in the notes. Now, before I go to this episode's top tip, I want to let you know what's coming in next week's episode which will be this season's finale. 
in the finale, I'm going to wrap up all the ground we've covered this season, plus give you a preview of season two. You've heard me say the words in a future episode many times this season, and all those future episodes will be coming in season two. And next week, I'll share with you what's to come. Now to the top tip. You may have heard that cash is king on the Camino, and that certainly used to be true. More and more, though, businesses are accepting credit and debit cards for your food and accommodations expenses. Is that the way to go then? Well, yes and no. It certainly is convenient to whip out a card to pay for things rather than having to deal with cash, especially if you're not familiar with the currency. And one could argue that it is also safer, as carrying cash can make you vulnerable to theft. Stolen cash cannot be replaced. Your credit and debit cards, though, have fraud protections in place. So if a card is stolen and you report it, you won't be liable for the charges. However, and it's a big however, as the Camino bounces back from effectively being closed for two years, and as restaurants, bars, albergues, and other accommodations work to recover financially, every cent, every euro counts for these businesses. Each time a customer uses a credit or debit card, the business is charged a fee by the processing bank. For some, that's a flat fee of, say, 50 cents. For others, it's a percentage of the transaction. Either way, that's money that goes to a large bank rather than the small business that's giving you that wonderful hospitality, food, or beverage. There's another reason I use cash on the Camino, and that is that one of my favorite things about traveling is figuring out the local currency. I come from a country where all the paper money bills are all the same size and all the same color. Once I started traveling and got out in the world, I discovered how unusual that is. And in Spain, in euros, there are no $1 bills. Another difference, they're coins instead. How fun! I can get a café con leche for just a couple of coins. I know, it's silly, but I love immersing myself in the culture in this way. I don't use cash much at home, so it's different and I think fun to use it on the Camino. Maybe cash should still be king on the way. Just something to think about. That's it. I'm looking forward to next week and the season one finale. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey. Bye for now.